0: On today's 30-minute music marketing, the psychology of selling. Sheldon, sell it to me.
1: Cue the title sequence. 30-minute music marketing. For musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hello, I'm Sheldon. Hi, I'm Greg. And this is 30-minute music marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. That's you, thank you very much for tuning in, uh, watching this on the FaceSpace, the YouTubes, or even the podcast. It's very popular, you know, Greg. Is it? It is, I'll, I'll, I'll chat to you about some stats once the, uh, once the episode is, is finished. Is Spotify,
0: the, or Spotify, that was for Bernie, uh, is that still the the platform that gets the it's most It's the listens? number one
1: platform, yes.
0: And oh, actually, we're starting to get a lot more comments on, uh, on YouTube, aren't we? So, David Rex, yes. thank you very much for your comments. I'm sure we will get to those. Uh, at some point so please ask questions away because it does help give us content for our episodes.
1: Indeed, uh, next week's episode is uh, is based on a comment that we had so if okay. you want any particular questions uh, answering uh, then by all means uh, fire something across, but, uh, put a comment on, a, uh, on this particular video and we'll try and answer it in a future show. Now then Greg. Uh, Oh, first off, uh, we've had a very busy weekend. We have. Uh, The weekend just gone. uh, My band played to rather a lot of people. Uh, Let's just drop that in Mm. now. Bing. That's quite a few people there, isn't it? Yeah, quite so, a few. So if you're ever wondering whether, oh, these guys, what on earth are they on about? Well, you know, and how can they justify and provide Does any it work? sort of proof? Does this marketing business work? Well, just, just wanting that business. I must apologise If you are on the podcast. You can't actually see a photo of many, many Well, describe
0: many thousands. It's probably eight to 10,000 people.
1: I'm going to go with 10,000 people. Okay. I so those might. are some of the audiences that, that my particular band can play in front of and you film on behalf I mean, of myself.
0: Yes, and it's not every day that you sometimes that you get a dinosaur on stage with you. No,
1: no, no, but the less said about the dinosaur, the better, because funny. we're talking about the psychology <laughs> of selling. Of selling. <laughs> as humans have evolved over tens of thousands of years, and our brains behave in a certain way, often without us knowing it. Right. And we've been talking over a number of weeks as to how basically to try and get our audience on side. We've maybe talked about Mm -hmm. Facebook ads as to how to attract an audience, and then we've talked about branding as to how maybe we can try and add value to the things that we do. We've talked about building relationships with our audience to try and uh, have a a stronger connection with them, and we've even talked about creating all this content so that we can deposit goodwill with in our audience, in the fan, hashtag fan bank. I hope hashtag. everybody can, uh, can use that in your, uh, in your own sort of uh, music marketing conversations. But now we're trying to get to the stage whereby we're going to be asking our audience to put their hand in their pocket to maybe mm-hmm. come out to see us at a show, maybe to buy some merchandise. Heaven knows to buy that long awaited album that you've been working on. For, for so long. But it's not just a simple case of, right, here's the thing. Oh. Is, that, is that your flatulence again?
0: <laughs> I told you, I decided to go veggie. I can it's, see why. I- yes,
1: it's uh, we're having a bit of drilling done somewhere uh, within the building. So if you hear any strange noises, especially on the podcast. That was the dog. It's a drill bit, nothing else. We're going for the ass, but it's not just a simple case of going right i've done all these things for you now 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 you've got to go out and uh, buy whatever i'm doing because our brains like i say have evolved over over many years and they sometimes respond to psychological triggers and psychological effects which even we aren't necessarily conscious oh, of conscious of Right. So so we're going to have a look at uh, five particular instances that you might be able to use at various points within your music marketing to try and get your audience to put their hands in their pocket and maybe go out and buy something or do something that you want to do that involves cold, hard cash. So can I introduce point number one? You can indeed. Okay, the why. The why. So you should be looking at giving your audience a justification of why whenever you're necessarily selling something. Um, in marketing terms, they refer to this as the, the the pain points. So, in other words, it's not just a case of you uh, maybe putting a shout out on social media saying, "Oh, come and see us at uh, the Manchester Academy on, on the 28th," because knowingly, consciously, or unconsciously, your audience might be sat at home and necessarily going, "Well, that's all very well, but why?" should I do that yeah. so within your particular messages if if you know if you can put uh, the reason as to why that might be beneficial for the person at the other end you probably stand a greater chance of them actually doing what you want to do so if you were to phrase a message something along the lines of come to our gig at the academy on the 28th and you'll get such a great night of whatever genre of music is that you do you'll be leaving with a smile on your face, and um, I'm running some Facebook ads at the moment, and the the end of uh, for a variety of shows across the country. At the end of all these adverts, I I say you know, b- book your tickets now. And in my particular case, because of the type of music that my bands do, book your tickets now for the biggest party of the year. So in other words, it's it's specifically stating what the the added benefits yeah. that my show will give them, rather than just going just come to see a show. What will that what will your audience, your fan member get, what will they, how will they be changed from the start of the gig, to the end of the gig? You need to be selling the, the benefits rather than just, just saying, come to a show.
0: The one thing I have seen, which is the support local music venues, why? Because if you don't use it, you lose it. Kind well, of. Well,
1: that, that's a, that's a you know that, that's that's a, a fair enough point. But anything that you can do that it's not might very
0: personal, is it? it's
1: not particularly personal. Uh, people make decisions based on emotions, yep. and we know all about this. But based on politics of uh, people of late, buy into people. don't they? People buy into people. So uh, anything that you can do in terms of your messages that specifically states the benefits of whatever you are selling. Even if it's a case of you know you're going to look absolutely drop dead sexy in this particular t-shirt, or in your uh, you know if you're selling a uh, a trucker's hat, is that what they call them? Tr- trucker hats? Baseball cap. I, I think that there is a specific type of baseball cap. That's referred okay. to Okay, I'm
0: hat. just not hip enough. That's
1: well, you know you've got to have your your finger on, on the, the knob. pulse. Yes. So try so specifically stating the why, stating the benefits. That's going to be of uh, a benefit to you when it comes to selling.
0: So that's point one of psychology of selling. Yes. Point two, stimulating the senses.
1: Right. I'm going, Greg. I'm going to ask you to to picture the scene. Okay. Uh, you're in the local supermarket. Yes. You're walking down the fresh fruit and veg aisle.
0: Which is one I don't frequently. I was visit, just going to but...
1: say you're you're more a Pringles man. You know, Pringles. Um, Pringles for dinner and no, Walker no, sensations no. for no. tea.
0: The amount of weight I've lost, I would say to the contrary. But I, I have
1: to. Right, so so say you uh, you pick up, uh, I don't know, a piece of fruit. Yep. So the one thing... Start with a banana. Start with start with a banana. Okay, so you're going to be examining that banana. Yep. It may well be that you inspect the banana yep. for, for blemishes, just yep. to see whether it's... Uh, spiders. It's, spiders. Could be big ones, only in Australia. <laughs> but, you, you know, um, maybe not with a banana, but maybe with another piece of fruit, yep. you might... You might sniff it, just to you know, um, an avocado. You might this, this is a good tip. I don't know really eat lots of avocados. Go on, what's if you uh, you know the like the, the the top of the avocado, yes. If you gently squeeze it with your thumb, if there's just a little bit of a little bit of a give there, that, that shows you that it's, it's it's just about ripe. If you mm-hmm. press it at the top and there's no give, that'll be one of it's, one of those rock hard ones. You
0: need to leave it a while. Okay. So tip. we
1: generally. Whenever we're selling something, we engage our senses in order to um, um, check to see whether, you know, what we... Well, you,
0: I suppose it gives you a bit more of an idea of what you're kind of getting, doesn't it?
1: Well, also, if we're on the topic of supermarkets, they, uh, they're, they're quite fond of putting all those smells in. As soon as you come into the uh, the entrance of the store, it could be, be- uh, it could be bread. There's possibly a, yeah. a, a fake smell of, of bacon lingering around the hot meat counter. That's probably really you might, yeah. No, um, I, I once saw this uh, the, called an aroma box. TM, in, a, in a, a Julian Graves. That was wafting bacon. That, not necessarily wafting bacon, but you know, there are certain smells that stimulate you know that, that They're cunning,
0: us. these supermarkets, aren't they?
1: They are. I'm glad you used the cunning word there. Yes. And, uh, I, was, I was getting rather worried. So anytime <laughs> you can engage and activate the senses when you're uh, of, of a particular person at the other end, anytime you can engage their senses, that's particularly... A good thing now, when it comes to music, of course, that might be sort of slightly different. But if you're trying to get people out to a show, if you can show them what they are going to get once they get there, that's going to be a good thing. Because, yeah. you know, for example, again, um, let's refer back uh, in my own instance this, this set of adverts that I'm running. For uh, for my UK tour at the moment, I'm using footage uh, that we recently filmed at a festival yeah. a couple of weeks back, which shows us performing on stage, and also in addition shows the crowd bouncing up and down, having a good time. So if people can, can actually almost like the equivalent of see what they're getting, it, we're at least you know stimulating their their, their eyes oh. and their ears. Well, you're
0: taking away the risk factor, aren't you? Yeah, for for punters. So to speak. So,
1: so it, you know, it, if you, th- you know, it, and that's almost. the, I mean, we've talked about packaging before, when we, we talking about branding. But you know, it, it's the equivalent of them being able to see what they're likely to get is going to be less of a barrier for them. You know, actually engaging and going out and, and hopefully trying trying to buy a ticket. The, the, you know, the worst thing in the world is is like you know, come see us uh, perform live. You know, how good are you? When you know when you do actually perform live, if if I can if I can sample the goods in some way prior to that, that's good. It's a bit like film trailers. Would yeah. you go out and watch a film without necessarily watching a trailer, especially if it's an, you know, an, if it's known, an unknown quantity. quantity? Yes,
0: of course not. They, yeah. yeah, I mean there are some, certain film producers or directors that I will watch because they've already established a connection yeah. with me. But yeah, but for new stuff, it's like, of course you're going to watch a trailer.
1: So if people can see what they're going to get. That's going to be less of a barrier, and hopefully that's going to encourage but them.
0: Also, you use that to help you get, oh well, in the past, to have got much better gigs, haven't you?
1: Uh, yes, if you know, if, uh, if promoters so is... and, and venue bookers can see uh, our sort of stagecraft, potentially the amount of people that turn up to our shows, then then that's a good thing. But you know, if I, you know. I work at, for an events promoter and we keep tabs on other events promoters and, and the tours and the concerts that they, uh, that they promote yep. and you'll probably see this yourself on in terms of Facebook whenever somebody's got a tour, the, the one thing they will show show is live footage of said artists or said uh, band. It's, it's a because, given now. Yeah, I mean
0: if you think about with the, the festival that we just did at the weekend, I mean A for start, the festival themselves filmed it and broadcasted it live on Facebook for certain artists. But then every other band that I saw, they pretty much were filming and doing yeah. stuff themselves. So if these guys are doing it, okay, you don't necessarily need to go out with exactly the same rig, but you can still use the same idea.
1: Even, even with, even just a smartphone in this hmm. day and age, if you can get somebody hovering around the stage or you know in the audience filming you, and then you're using that in your future promotional activities, that's gonna be a good thing. Hmm.
0: Okay, number three, Sheldon, on our psychology of selling list. Yes. So it is use social proofing.
1: Social proofing. So let's go back to the uh, supermarket. Yep. Our theatre of the mind. Yep. So you've got your banana and your, your avocado, and you're heading towards the checkout. Yes. There's only two tills that are open.
0: Okay, sounds like Aldi, but go on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one till with a very long queue with lots of people in it. Yep. And there's one till with a shorter queue that's only got maybe half the number of people in it. Right Now, I don't know about you, but I'm the sort of person that would join the longer queue, because faced with that scenario, my brain would go, well, all those people had the opportunity to go to the shorter queue, but they didn't. So they must know something that I don't, and for my safety, I would join the longer queue because I don't want the social embarrassment of joining the shorter queue and And then being told by the cashier, oh, close in this. And then I'd have to join the back of the long queue and everyone in the long queue would go. So
0: you're playing it safe.
1: I'm playing it safe. But what I'm doing is in the process, I'm following the crowd. And that's what we as human beings like to do. We like to be influenced. By the people that have gone before us, so whenever we're trying to sell anything, if we can use maybe the number of people that have might have seen us before us to use in order to attract more people, that might be good. If you've had maybe uh, a good review from uh, someone who's a radio presenter or a good review in a in a in a blog, say for example, then. You, again use what has gone before to try and influence the purchase of someone else so let's refer back to this this the these Facebook ads that I'm currently running I'm using as part of a strap line within the advert a very good quote from a national radio DJ working on the basis that you know if that particular radio DJ likes us then even if um, someone at the other end isn't necessarily all that au fait with what we do if if a, a recognised national personality likes us, then that might just be some you know, enough to tip the other person is this, over the edge. Is this like brand association? It's brand association. It's it's people like I say like to follow the crowd. So if you're as an artist or musician, you're undertaking any sort of engagement whereby you might be playing in front of a large number of people, maybe in a support slot, maybe at a festival. Like I say, we we just. We've just played, um, my band's played the biggest gig of the year and you were there to capture footage of that just so, yeah. again, we can use that as, you know, th- to show other people that, th- you know, there's thousands of people in the crowd that are having a good time and the other person, at the, uh, the person at the other end could be watching that and then going, "All oh, right, right, well, if all those people watched it and enjoyed it, then I'm safe to, to make a purchase, yeah, on the basis that hopefully I will have a, a similar sort of experience as those many people who've gone before me.
0: So you've said your audience can be guided and influenced by whoever got there before them.
1: Indeed, that's a good tagline. So social proofing is good. Any uh, you know any sort of proofing from either large numbers of people or individuals, even if you've not necessarily got that many sort of uh, reviews, you can always use things like Facebook comments or if you've had a nice sort of YouTube comment, just put that in general quotations somewhere within your, uh, your music marketing messages, could be on a poster, could be, as I say, within uh, the, the body of a social post to try and encourage people I- along the way.
0: I did do something like this a long time ago did with, you know? with an artist, but I decided to use a uh, a really complimentary remark by Melody Maker magazine, and I was hoping that someone would realise that Melody magazine, Melody Maker hadn't been going since 1997.
1: Oh no! No, it was later than that. It was about two thousand and six, wasn't it? No, I think it was about nineteen ninety seven. Mm, we'll have a we'll have an argument. But yes, the so basically, I,
0: I made up something by a defunct magazine. Oh, don't magazine. make anything <laughs> off. But it was by a defunct. You make anything it, it was by home. a defunct magazine. It was a joke.
1: Ah, as long as it was a joke. It was a joke. Yes, Greg's poor attempt at humour there.
0: Well, I found it funny. Anyway, okay so now on to point for number point four. number four and this is the thing known as scarcity scarcity
1: shall we? plays a part in encouraging people to buy because Doesn't our system work on the system of scarcity which system is that
0: just our capitalistic system where I'm not
1: going to I'm not going too large where Capitalistic value ideology is, is...
0: Value is placed in the desire and demand for it, and if you keep demand high, you place an increase
1: the value. Well, what I will say is people generally want more the less things that there are.
0: Is that why diamonds are controlled in their... Diamonds,
1: gold... That's oil. Oil, yes, that's going to get ever more, uh, ever more expensive. So anytime um there's a legitimate element of scarcity within uh your marketing practices, that's a good thing.
0: Which but comes back to sorry, this comes back to this idea of not playing when we did the thing a few weeks ago regarding say how often you should play your hometown. Yeah. Again, it's that idea that if you keep it sparse, you'll make sure that you keep that demand for people to be there.
1: So when uh, I've got an upcoming show and tickets Starting to get low, mm. I will put out some sort of message to say something in the lines of "Oof, sixty oh, percent of tickets now gone uh, for uh, for the Blackburn show. Um, make sure you get yours, otherwise you're going to miss out." And I'm I've, I've mentally depending on the size of the venue and how quickly I think tickets will sell out. I've got various sort of trigger points. I've maybe got sort of fifty percent, two thirds. You know, could be seventy-five percent, and, and, and though, yeah, and it's it's almost like sometimes the less that there are, and if you can tell people that, that's it's almost like an accelerant into there being even more sales, and it becomes like a, it becomes like a, I was going to say a vicious circle, but it's that's, yeah, it's it's a very pleasant circle.
0: But you do this with your merch though as well, all your T-shirts. I'm wearing one now.
1: Thank you very much. He
0: didn't. He, this is just I grabbed it out of the wash. He didn't ask me to wear it, and uh, but. Each, they're once they're gone, that's it. There are no more, are there?
1: Yes, uh, there are many um, UK supermarkets that use the phrase, when they're gone, they're gone.
0: Yeah, and in this case, it and, and you know it does spur people to kind of go, oh, I won't leave that. I'll buy that now. And then they'll wear it for the gig. I've noticed. And
1: if you're in uh, an artist that's got a position of maybe you're going to a duplicator and you're uh, you're pressing copies of oh, your, we do that of, of, your, <laughs> of your new album. And even if you're only pressing or printing a hundred copies, then what you should really do is you should almost take the, the limited number that you're making and almost use that as a selling advantage yep. to say these are ultra limited edition, hand signed, hand signed, I'm going to number them one to a hundred and um, once these are gone then you know that's it, That's it. there'll never be another printed and so you can, almost, like I say, you might think that oh, I'm not going to be able to sell that many so therefore I'll only do a hundred and that, rather than that being a disadvantage. You're actually turning it around and making well, it an advantage. I
0: mean, and now you'll notice, I, mean, I know Trent Reznor was one of the first people to start doing this, with these ultra, super deluxe box sets, and he would be selling them for like three, $400 a piece, and had, a, 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 you know, maybe a, a, only 500 of them, and they all sold. Yeah. And he proved that, even at that point, price was not the barrier, it was... You know providing something the fans wanted, and then putting a, a a scarcity value on it that they just went like that
1: so sometimes, in terms of what you 're making, less is more and If you give your audience a, an appropriate signal as to as to when things are running out, that hopefully might be a trigger to, in order to increase sales. Now, I do know some people, and i won 't mention who that... Can they, I? No, 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 You're you right can't. Right. Well, you can't because you don't know.
0: Okay then, friend, enough, have
1: Some people who might do a little bit of fibbing and say, oh, there's, oh, you know, tickets are selling really fast, make sure you, uh, make sure you nip out and get yours, otherwise you'll be disappointed. And maybe they aren't selling all that particularly well, but they're using that as a, you know, as a way to, let's get back to the fibbing again, as a, as a way to try and induce Traffic. Ticket sales. Now, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that because what might happen is you might necessarily get to the venue once you bought a ticket and think, well, I thought tickets were selling very fast. I can't see many people and here. And you're losing the trust. And so, you are you're, you're, like you say, potentially losing the trust. And next time round, then they might not be as keen to uh, to put their hand in their pocket. I wouldn't necessarily do that. I'd never, I'd never do that because I'm an honest sort of person. But I know, I know some people who might bend the truth a little.
0: I think we do know these
1: bit, but no, 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 I'll but, tell you about it
0: later. Okay. So number five, you're going to have to pronounce this because I don't know how to. reciprocity. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was reciprocity or something. Yeah. Well, it's basically...
1: Velociraptors. It means, basically, if you do something for me, I'll do something for you. And in some respects, we've been talking about this. Isn't over that a no- tit for tat? Over a number of weeks. Uh, or is this something for nice? The, for the, it's, it's, again, it's talking about the fan bank. Okay, yeah. Yep. It's doing something nice for somebody in the first instance, in the hope that at some point in the future, they'll do something nice for you.
0: Somebody did ask me a question.
1: Yes. They said,
0: well, we've done so many episodes now. Yes. So imagine, so if you were doing the 80-20, you know, for 80%, I think he was saying that 80% that we give, we want 20% back. He then said, "When are we going to ask for the twenty percent back?" And I went, "Probably not yet." Well, no,
1: probably not. No. And it's like Again, we're, we're, in it, we're in it necessarily for the long term. Exactly. So we're building things up slowly. We're building an audience. Hello, for watching. Thank you, audience. We love you. And listening. And uh, listening. Yes. So hashtag you, podcast. So right. So any. So for example, um, you occasionally help out on my band's merch stall. We have free stickers that yes. we don't necessarily need to give out. But people love them. But people A, people love them. And you know, I work on the basis that if people have spent 14 to 15 pounds, sometimes more, for a ticket, then the very least I can do is, as well as giving them a fantastic show, give them a little bit of something for free that they can take away and you know stick up wherever they please. Obviously, you know, you, you can you can sell something, but anytime you can give somebody for something for free or oh, the other phrase that uh, is sometimes used in the world of marketing is surprise and delight. So sometimes there'll be something that you've ordered something over the internet, Greg, yep. and you'll open up the package and they'll be, oh, like a, a nice little package of sweets or yep. a little bit of a, a freebie, a little bit of a Brucey bonus that you haven't necessarily asked for. Somebody's given you something for nothing and you think, oh. That's
0: you, nice. You do remember
1: that. And what? Yeah. What happens is the next time you need to come to buy something in the future, they're working on the basis that you will probably turn to them as a retailer over and above everyone else because they were nicer to you in the first instance. So again, as I said, we, we talk about that in terms of the fan bank, so in terms of you giving your audience a, a constant supply of content that they will like and appreciate and find value in. That's one way of doing that. Anytime you might be able to give your audience maybe a free sort of badge at a show, even just the, the very act of spending some time with them, maybe at the merch store for a bit of a meet and greet, press the flesh, say hello, and, you know, and just that, that, give the, that's give,
0: heavily yeah, give,
1: give them your time. That's, that's something they'll appreciate. So anytime you can surprise and delight and give your audience maybe something for nothing, they will appreciate that. And if not necessarily on your current transactions, that will oil the wheels of commerce in terms of uh, in it, terms of future stuff.
0: It really can't do you any harm, can it? It certainly can. So to summarise, today's thirty minute music marketing. Do you want to do it or shall I?
1: Uh, I'll do it. So so first off. Tell people why you want them to either come to your show or basically sell the benefits of what you are offering people rather than just making an ask or making a demand. Uh, whenever possible, stimulate the senses of your audience. Uh, we've got a dog on the couch. We have a dog on the couch. <laughs> it's one of the disadvantages of uh, doing a, uh, a, a show on the... Uh, 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 I what's his name? Graham Norton doesn't have a dog walking on his show.
0: He's missing out. So you've done... Sorry, I got distracted, I, I got by, distracted by the dog. So we've we done... Did you say... Um, I
1: mentioned stimulating the right, senses. Right, OK.
0: So the next one is social proofing. Pictures of people at your shows... Are good. Great quotes and use them in your marketing. Uh,
1: whenever you've got scarcity, emphasise that within uh, your... Uh, Your marketing messages. So if something's running low or you only have a limited supply of something, tell uh, your audience that, and that might hopefully
0: give them a
1: bit of a push, a uh, a spur. And uh, point number five is do something nice for your audience and do it first.
0: Because you can't really go wrong.
1: If this particular uh, uh, episode of the show has uh, has intrigued you somewhat and you'd like to maybe learn a little bit more, I've got this book which is currently sitting in your library.
0: I did wonder where that came from.
1: Yes, well, it came from me. It was Uh, safe. BrainFluence, 100 Ways to Persuade and Convince Consumers with Neuromarketing by Roger Dooley. It's a very good read,
0: Hang on, whilst you've got that one, then I'll get mine. I'll see your BrainFluence, and I'll raise you to...
1: Wow, books. Books are good, by the way, we love books. So, from BrainFluence, what are we... uh,
0: Then I have here Persuasion, The Art of Influencing People by James Borg. It's pretty cool.
1: The Borg and the Dooley. There you go. Two recommended books. So,
0: that's it for today. That's it
1: for today. Uh, Thanks very much for watching the show. If you like the show, tell a friend. Share it. Pass it on. Screen If you're listening to it on a podcast, screen capture it and stick it on your social networks and say, oh, this is a good show, this. You might like this.
0: Feel free to share our Facebook pages or our Facebook posts on your Facebook page.
1: That'll be good. And if you've got any suggestions for future topics for us to discuss, then uh, whack them in the comments. And until uh, next week, we shall see you next time. Take care. Daddy bye. Bye.